All right, welcome to the Music Hole Podcast, uh, your weekly stop for all things music. Uh, three musical elitists who assume that you care about our opinions on album. As usual, uh, we got three albums for you to listen to us talk about tonight. Before we get into all of that action, I would like to take a moment to plug all of the different socials that we have. Of course, uh, we are on Twitter at the Music Hole Pod. And that is the thing that Bijan runs, and he runs it well. We are on Instagram at The Musical Podcast. Uh, I run that, and I run it mediocrely, <laughs> if that's a word. It is now. It is now, baby. And uh, you can always go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast, where you can throw a dollar at us, and we will talk about you at this point in the show, if that's something you're interested in. All money that goes to the Patreon will go back into the show. I don't really know what it will do, but we'll figure something out that we can do to up the value of the show. Maybe or we we'll can, just pay Jay. I was going to say camera for Jay instead of using his phone, maybe. No, it works. That's the first tier. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say it works great. I think what phone. we need to do is just any money, any any money, any money that we get from the Patreon will just go into Jay's pocket for the amount of uh, work that he does on each episode. So I think that's everything. That's all we got. My co-hosts, uh, we're gonna do our little sponsors, not a sponsors now. So for me, my sponsor is as always White Claw, uh, beautiful, delicious White Claw. Um, I love you. Wow. I don't know why you haven't. Res- why are you ghosting me? Just give me what? Cl- give me sponsor the show. It's not hard. <laughs> um, we're gonna pretend that this is a goose island. It's not, but it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my sponsor. For the show. <laughs> um, yeah. And we're gonna pretend me. that uh, Liquid Death already sponsors me. And I'm a millionaire now. We're going to pretend that. Thank you. Thanks, Liquid Death. All right. Well, thanks to our sponsors and our sponsors. Uh, if you guys do feel like actually sponsoring us, uh, slide into our DMs on one of the various social medias that I just pinged. That's it. That's all the housekeeping. Let's get into the, the, the bulk of the show. Um, we got three albums for you tonight. Uh, two of them Wait, were we picks. Wait, music news from- first? Oh, shit. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. You dumb dumb. You've done it again. Season two, episode one. We going off the rails. Started on a. Already love this so much. <laughs> okay. All right. Music news. Let's do music news. I got two quick things to say for that. Um, two new songs came out the past like week ish, maybe a little bit longer. I think the new, the first one I'm going to talk about was last week, but no, it came out this week, so it was like in the middle of the week. Whatever. A new citizen song. Uh, it's called "I Want to Kill You." Uh, it's very good. If you like Citizen, you'll like this song. Uh, it's very much in 
tandem with uh, their album As You Please. It's kind of got that same vibe. They're not doing the whole like super sad indie pop punk thing as much as they were on previous albums, but I'm about it. I love this one. I think the most apt comparison I got was from a homie that I sent it to and he said this is very Guitar Hero in a very good way. It's just a fun song. It's got some cool instrumentation going on. I love Citizen. They're one of my favorite bands. So I was excited for this new album is supposed to be coming out sometime in the next few months. Uh, so I'm hoping for a few more singles before the album comes out or just drop the album. But uh, that's Citizen's new song called I Want to Kill You. And uh, there is also a new Hail the Sun song called Domino, which uh, if you don't know Hail the Sun, probably one of the better uh, installments of the Swancore genre. Uh, of course, Swancore being the Dance Gavin Dance type sound. Uh, them, a lot like birds, uh, dwellings. You know this. You know the sound if you know any of those bands I just mentioned. But the, the new Hail the Sun, I think they're one of the better bands to do it. Um, pretty much everything they've ever put out has been really, really solid, and uh, this new song is, in the, is no exception. Uh, check out Domino on all streaming platforms because it's a banger, and uh, their new album uh, should be coming out soon as well. So, big, uh, big hype for those. Both the Citizen and the Hail the Sun albums will be picks for me to review on the show when they do release. So. All right, Jay, what you got for music news, baby? <clears throat> yeah, so today, actually, uh, there was a new release from Julian Baker. I think this was her first single coming out for her upcoming album, um, Oblivions. The song is called Hardline. It's not, you know, too dissimilar from the rest of her discography. I guess the big difference here is like a lot of a lot of the songs that she's been writing, um, and this one in particular, has like more of a filled out kind of, more filled out, I guess, and like more instrumentation and stuff. There's not just her and a guitar anymore um you know it's a lot more flushed out but her album's supposed to come out uh february 26th uh i think they've confirmed that uh her bandmates from boy genius uh phoebe bridgers and lucy dacus are both going to be on it which is pretty cool uh also released this week i think i mentioned this on the show a few weeks ago or god it was probably a month over a month ago uh god is an astronaut has a new album coming out this year uh, on February 12th, just a few weeks away from that, um, they released their second single. The song's called Fade. It is pretty sick. If you're a fan of post-rock or any of their previous music in general, strongly recommend. Those guys are awesome. That's all I got for this week. So, what you got, Bijan? Yeah, uh, for me, I got two things. Uh, the first one, uh, AFI put out two new singles um, today as we're recording this. Uh, Twisted Tongues and Escape from Los Angeles. Twisted Tongues is more of a step in a different direction for AFI. Um, it's more of like a kind of like a shoegazy direction and just kind of more modern. Um, as for Escape from LA has a very like 80s kind of like synth pop feel and it kind of feels like a Davey Havoc uh, black audio song. Um, so check those out. The second one I have is Era. Um, they put out their third single, um, and their album was announced that it's going to be coming out on March 19th. So when it comes to March, we'll be reviewing that one for sure. Um, I also pre-ordered the album as soon as I heard the single that they just put out. Um, um, Are they still on Sumerian Records? They're now on Unfund, which is like the Australian label with like North Lane oh, and okay. Thornhill and all those. 
kind of type of bands. That makes but, sense. Uh, yeah, this is a, a really good direction for them. I'll tell so. you, if uh, if that new album sounds anything like the singles that they've dropped, which I'm assuming it will, but House of Glass, that's like one of the best songs they've ever written, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, that song just hits something fierce. And this new single with, is... With the new single they just put out, too, I think one of the craziest parts is uh, Jesse doing all the clean vocals while doing that tapping part. Mm-hmm. That is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll never be that good at guitarist. <laughs> But that's all I got for music news. Yeah, pretty quick and painless music news this week. Just some singles coming out from uh, all artists that we all dig. So that's uh, some good stuff. A little bit uh, something for everyone in that collection of music to check out. So moving right along. Yeah, let's uh, actually correctly do it now. Uh, We got three albums for you this week, as usual. Uh, This is kind of a... It's a bit of a dicey week for us, I think, but uh, overall, we've still got some opinions and uh, some good things to say, some not-so-good things to say, but, you know, it's all uh, in good fun, and as usual, this is our opinion, so, I mean, we're right, but you're okay to have your own. Um, Bijan, I'm going to let you take it away for this first one, because I believe that was your pick for the week. I mean, Jay, you didn't really have a pick, but we're putting the second album as being your pick in quotes um sabijan um yeah the first one is uh i guess we're doing darknet first um which is uh tsp volume one um this one is just kind of like a anonymous uh band kind of a, a weird release and uh kind of threw it out there for jay just because i absolutely wanted to hear his opinion on current music that uh comes out for sure um me and matt listen to a lot of this kind of stuff whether it's like a a dealer or an alpha wolf or something along those lines or even like a north lane doesn't bother us but i can already tell you that uh you're gonna hear some great commentary because me and matt always hear it when we're not on the show yeah i'll let uh, jay take it away on this one. Oh wow thank you all right well here we go then <laughs> <laughs> I should probably start off just by saying that I mean no offense to whomever, whomever the hell Darknet actually is, because yeah, they don't exist outside of their like their pseudonyms online anyway. This this is kind of for me. This has always been like the worst iteration of like electronic driven metal or like hard rock the same kind of stuff that stemmed from like successful like commercially successful acts back in like the 2000s like slipknot or lincoln park or mushroom head or whatever and you can even like trace this kind of stuff all the way back to like decades old acts like ministry but now we're here in 2021 and uh, i guess dubstep and rap infused like gent metal has kind of a sort of thriving underground scene apparently <laughs> and um i don't know man like musically it's just not that interesting sonically it's there's no dynamic it's just everything is turned to 11 all the time and you don't get really get like any reprieve even if you're begging for it by the end of the first track <laughs> uh, the lyrics are like really cheesy uh an excerpt from track two biotech if i may <clears throat> Another day, another dollar. I don't want to be like all of you fuckers. Another day, another dollar. What does it matter? It's all a fucking disaster. (laughs) So this, I don't know much about this band. I never really listened to like their music before. I guess it's a two piece. Like there's, there's dubstep elements. There's like, there's sort of breakbeat moments and stuff. There are kind of like interesting ideas scattered, 
but none of it is focused and it's all really overshadowed by like bad lyricism, bad vocals and kind of annoying and like ill-timed breakdowns. I don't have a whole lot of, sorry, track three, I got no love. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So let me, let me jump in here because like Bijan said, this is kind of some stuff that is not horribly offensive to him and I, while it may definitely rub Jay the wrong way. That being said, Darknet has always kind of been my least favorite in this, uh, scene of downtuned breakdown heavy electronic infused rap infused bullshit Bijan said like dealer dealer has really interesting stuff going on like they're a, a fleshed out band that have cool ideas yeah it's it's kind of cookie cutter it's kind of what you'd expect from any of the myriad of bands that do this thing right it's like hey let's get eight strings or seven strings let's tune them to fucking g sharp or f and just fucking rock that open note there's some cool like jay said there's some cool moments on this piece here i actually know we were initially talking about how um so this ep is 15 songs but it's five songs three times so we've got the actual songs, we've got remixes of all the songs, and then we've got, for some reason, with instrumental versions of these songs. And for what it's worth, I think this was released as a mixtape. At least, I yeah, think that's what it was I saw. released. Okay, um, and that makes sense then. Um, the the thing that sucks the most for this is that the best cuts on this are all the remixes then the instrumentals, then the actual songs. The remix for, uh, was it the Zenji remix for No Love? That one actually is sick. I really enjoyed that. Um, I thought that made that song a lot more enjoyable to listen to. I, I feel the same way about Think Again. Think Again was the other one I was going to say. Like it, the, the remix of it actually made it a song that felt like it was intended to sound that way. Um, it took like some of the cool elements from those particular songs and and kind of ran with the best parts of them and made it something tolerable. I saw something on Twitter today that I retweeted that I thought was really apt while I was listening to this. And uh, it had this tweet came nowhere from anything involving Darknet, but as I was listening to this album and I saw this come up, I, uh, I 100% thought that it was kind of perfect for this. I think it's cool how they want to challenge the concept that music is something you actually want to listen to. It's <laughs> <laughs> cold blood, isn't it? I thought uh, to say some nice things, of course, I'm trying to kind of be balanced here. I think there's some cool vocal delivery at times. I do think, like Jay said, some of the breakbeat moments, a lot of the electronic moments on this are the things that really stood out as like high points. And I mean, of course, like these are these bands that do this shit, man. It's like if you just I'm not going to sit here and say like this is a thing that I'm proud of, but like a breakdown is a breakdown is a breakdown is a fucking breakdown. And if you like breakdowns, you'll like parts of this because there's breakdowns throughout it. So it's like, if you can, if you like that shit, there's going to be stuff on here. You like, I mean, I like breakdowns and they're boring breakdowns, but like, yeah, I they're, guess they're fair. kind of confusing because they just don't hit hard. Right. Uh, right. It's cause like everything's that. going hard the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like there's just, there's yeah. no, it doesn't hit hard if there's nothing leading it up to it. You right. know? And like the last thing I was going to say is like that, the moment you get dynamic is the last track on like the five songs blurring 
that is the one song that offers a different sort of perspective and gives you kind of more of a like ambient uh clean sounding track and if that was kind of introduced throughout the album as opposed to just a one song intrad- like one song moment we might have some better dynamic going on through this where then those breakdowns might hit a little harder or the electronic moments might seem more appropriate in the song structure so um yeah that's uh, my my just going quick as possible my uh the only songs i really liked on this and i i i, I hate that i'm saying this uh i liked no love and i liked blurring and i really liked no love until i realized like oh your guys are also ripping off nine inch nails like pretty much every fucking modern hardcore band now is doing also so sick they did yeah they did quote the chorus from closer yep and that's as song. did as did varials as did i think dealer also mm-hmm. managing to bastardize all the industrial influences yep yeah, I mean, I don't know that I really liked any songs off of this particularly. Like, to your point, Matt, the song Blurring, I don't know what that genre is really called. You probably have listened to more of it than I have, but, like, there's this, like, that, like, kind of sad core, but, like, R&B or something, like, kind of fusion. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that, I don't, I'm not super confident that even if they had more dynamic <laughs> using that, like, it would have been any better because, yeah, that, again, like, lyrics just aren't good. The singing is boring as shit. Mm-hmm. None of it really does it for me. Like, there are still plenty of bands and artists out there that can blend a lot of these aspects kind of well, but, like, I don't think Darknet is it, Chief. <laughs> yeah, I think the same for me. I think, like, Blurring is probably one of the only highlights, but then it's also not like a song that you need to listen to all the time um and then there was like glass skin as well um and the only reason that i kind of like that song is because the chorus is kind of like a ripoff of a code orange chorus um yeah I even has that. like the same cadence and everything that's a it's a solid release for someone out there someone might like this that's our official <laughs> review <laughs> My official statement is if you want something like this that's actually decent, listen to Diamond Construct. Because it's very similar. Yeah, they're a lot better. better. The guitar tone's way better for Diamond Construct, too. Oh, yeah. You want to just do a quick wrap? Yeah. Yeah, you want to do a quick wrap around on the the scale so we can get this one out of the way? (laughs) Sure, what do you got? uh, I'll I'll start it out. And, And the only reason that I'm giving it this generous review um, is because... Um, of the fact that there are uh, different ways to listen to this like album or mixtape. Um, you do get the originals, you know, um, the remixes and the instrumental. So, you know, like I said, there's bound to be something for someone. You know, if you hate the vocals, maybe just like the instrumental parts and maybe that'll do it for you. Um, so I just gave this one a 5 out of 10. Uh, yeah, I was kind of in this. That was that was how I gave it. Um I didn't give it that high of a score, but um, I did think that the, the the remixes of Think Again and No Love definitely gave it um, some points in my scoring. Um, and then, of course, like I said, blurring is decent, so I thought that that was at least tolerable to listen to, so I gave this one yeah, a and I scored four. this a 2 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, and I scored this a 2 out of 10, with the one point coming from the remix of No Love by... Wait, who who remixed that? Zenji. Zenji, yeah. I kind of like that. Actually, it led me to checking out Zenji as well, which was like not bad. Yeah, so. same. There you go. Two out of ten. <laughs> 
All right, uh, Darknet <laughs> with uh, TSP Volume 1. Um, listen to it if you want, I guess. But uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move past this. Them and Frostbit, man. Maybe they'll tour together. Can we talk about Frostbit for like two point <laughs> five seconds? So the fact that we clowned on them for saying like, "Hey, when is Frostbit gonna cover corn?" And then Bijan said that according to the metrics, it seems like they probably listened to our show, and then they released Adidas cover. Frostbit, where's the royalties? Like, if you get any money from them streams, we gave you the idea. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about you. Anyway, let's move on to the next album that we're going to talk about tonight, which is Another Sky. Uh, that's the band name. And the album is called Music for Winter, Volume 1. Uh, album EP, I don't know how you really want to categorize this one, Bijan. Yeah, uh, it's an EP. So, I heard about this band um, from basically me watching Tiny Desk performances they came out with an album last year, which was pretty solid. And at the beginning of this year, just kind of looking for records to kind of listen to and, you know, review on the show, I had saw that they dropped this EP on the 1st of January. And I've had a lot of time with it because um, I have been listening to it since probably the second or the third. You know, this one, I have more time with this album than both of you guys. And, um,. It's just a, it's a really good EP, and I just want to kind of bring it on the show. Um, I would say if you're a fan of, like, Florence and the Machine, uh, Daughters, and, like, Foxing, this is a kind of a nice little ambient, decent, like, alternative kind of band. Curious on what you guys thought about it. Yeah, I really like the sound that they kind of have crafted here. Their take on, like, atmospheric or, like, ambient rock um, seems to join a lot of, like, influences. The, like moments that kind of range from like this explosive post rock and more like serene like piano centric tunes for me it draws a lot of comparisons to stuff like Coldplay or Rye or other times even like uh artists that I talked about on our top 10 list uh episode Olafur Arnolds uh just from reading up on the band I think that it seems like popular opinion is that Katrine Vincent, the singer, uh, is kind of the main draw here. And I'm definitely interested in checking out more of their music just to see kind of what, what she's all about. Because her voice is really, really excellent. And uh, although lyrically I wasn't connecting too much with this release, I can see how her writing style would be something I'd really get into. Because um, she uses a lot of imagery. And um, if you check out their music, definitely read the lyrics. My favorite track, I think, on this on this release was Leaving the Lighthouse, which also happens to be the shortest track on here. But I just like the way that they use the guitars kind of like in a symphonic way where it's more like for effect than it is for melody, which leaves a lot of room for like the piano and like this, this sort of downbeat trip hop pace to drive the song. And then and obviously the vocals are really like the, the centerpiece here. But um, as you get to like the second half of that track, there's this synth accompaniment that kind of floats in and and it just leaves you hanging on this like really beautiful lush chord. And throughout this whole release, like I can't really decide how it's supposed to make me feel because it's like it's really beautiful and really serene and peaceful sounding. But like it's just really sad sounding, too. But uh, yeah, this is a cool band. I'm glad you recommended it. Uh, if you're fans of like atmospheric rock or uh, indie rock, I think some of their other stuff aside from this, and I haven't really gone too deep into their catalog yet, but they seem to have a little more upbeat and like more rock-ish uh, music than this. This was definitely, well, I guess like the title says, music for winter. It's a little, it sounds cold. It sounds kind of bleak and stark. And yeah, I enjoyed it. It was cool. Um, 
Matt, what do you think? Yeah, um, so full disclosure, I did only get really a solid one full playthrough on this one that I was like paying attention to. Um, I had it playing in the background while I was working a little bit today, but um, I didn't get like a lot of time with this one. I did like it. Um, like Jay said, there's a lot of cool imagery kind of being portrayed through the instrumentation at moments i found myself thinking uh uh for some reason i don't know if this is really gonna make sense and maybe it's just my connection with this band this group but um i kind of got some portishead vibes at times which i appreciate i think that's really tight i like it maybe not to the extent of portishead doing as much trip hop kind of shit that they do but um in terms of just kind of like the feel it definitely had that, like Jay said, the cold feeling. And I feel like a lot of Portishead, especially off of Dummy, it's very cold sounding. Like it's 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 kind of distant and spacey. And I got that vibe while listening to this a few times. Maybe not to the extent that you would think by that comparison, but I, I, I definitely picked up on that a bit, which I thought was nice. I really liked the song Leaving the Lighthouse as well. Uh, I also really liked It Keeps Coming. But as a whole, again, like this is kind of just like uh, um, it's not really about, in my opinion, I didn't feel like this album was about like the differentiation between songs as much as it was just kind of the experience of listening to the these 22 minutes of music. Um, I didn't really find myself listening to this and thinking like, oh, yeah, this is like the end of this song, the beginning of this one. Obviously, there's transitions and stuff, but it kind of just felt like a cohesive piece, which I thought was really cool. Um, I do plan on spending some more time with this one over the next couple weeks because just from what I did listen to, it was it was good. It's good for me in terms of like work music and just kind of background music to to kind of really just lull myself with. And uh, I wish I could have spent more time with this one. I think Bijan, did you recommend this one like yesterday or something? Like I know it was kind of. Um, I, I threw it pick. in the chat last week, but yeah. Oh um, shit! Okay. Bring, bring, yeah, that's no, all good. I brought it up again this uh, yesterday as well. So yeah, my week was uh, my week Chaotic. was all over the place. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but no, I did like this. Uh, I remember when we got into the call, I actually confused this one with the Darknet one when we first started the call. So I was like, oh, I couldn't get through this album. But then I listened to, I was like, wait, this is the one I actually could get through. Another Sky totally sounds like it could be a, like a gent band. Name, <laughs> <I was way>. <laughs> with the <laughs> album totally artwork good. too, I was like space gent. Okay, sick. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, listening to this, I liked it. Um, very pretty. Like, it's just pretty. Like, there's just, it's minimal, but it's got enough of a, a lush sound to still have some some really cool dynamic like just some cool uh like color to the sound it's like ostensibly simple music Mm because like there's not there's not a ton going on instrumentally it's usually just enough they have a really good sense i think of like restraint when it comes to you know they don't add too much or when they do add a lot and it's like these big grandiose like explosions in the sky sounding Mm post-rock moments or something like that it's like it's once or even twice during this whole during this whole release. A couple other tracks I would recommend checking out were the opener pieces and then their single "Was I Unkind." Uh, both of those songs were also really good. Those were the two that I was definitely going to recommend. And then also, if you go on their their Facebook, there is a video for "Was I Unkind" uh, where they do it with a choir. Um, which is that's cool. Extremely ridiculous. Um, 
So that's that one's definitely going to hit you in the feels. Yeah, I saw that as well, which was really, really neat. It sounded incredible. Yeah, you can tell these guys like really lush, huge sounds. But um, yeah, one, one other thing that I would like to say is um, Matt brought up a really good point where this was a very, you know, like cohesive kind of direction. If you, if you go off of what Jay says as well, um, a lot of their other tracks off some of their older albums maybe are made like more bouncy or more rockish or something along those lines um this one is kind of more just like the concept of winter and coldness and stuff like that i think it did a really good job of just kind of sticking to a theme instead of you know one track sounding like this and another one sounding completely different let's, let's go into reviews my dude uh i'll start us off with that then um this uh, this EP made me want to listen to this band more. So uh, I actually did check out a few songs off of their 2020 release called I Slept on the Floor, which is a full album. Yeah, it's it's very different. Uh, it's very different than what we're getting on Music for Winter, but it's also good. So I think if a, if a band puts out something that makes you want to dive deeper into their discography when you've never heard of them before, that's obviously a very good sign. Um, and yeah, just definitely want to give this one a better like more time for for me just to kind of get like a good opinion on it because again like i said i only gave it a few lists like one or two listens uh so i feel like my opinion isn't very fleshed out on this piece but it's still good and i really enjoyed what i heard and uh i'll be listening to this a lot more in the coming weeks uh so i gave this a uh a seven out of ten yeah i agree with that sentiment like i had never heard this band before this music was definitely interesting to me and i i i've already started checking out some more of their music so yeah no i feel like i only got like kind of a a taste of what this band is capable of seems like it's definitely something that i'd be interested in checking out more uh as for this release in particular um all the songs are pretty solid it's not the best i think i've heard from this genre uh and for that reason i gave it a seven out of ten as well um but i definitely can tell that like there are there's other music from this band that i'm going to enjoy and i'm sure like future releases i'll be checking out so um i gave this one an eight out of ten like i said uh pieces uh was i unkind two songs that i really like a lot but there's really not a bad song on the ep as at all and i mean it's definitely something that i'm gonna keep in my rotation especially if there's a volumes two or uh, if they put the album out that they said they're gonna put out this year then you know just to see if it kind of goes with this as well but yeah i mean everything about this is just uh perfect for me uh from start to finish good reviews for uh music for winter volume one by another sky so moving into the last uh album for tonight by a band called pipe dreamer i am going to actually read the email that i received from them that allowed us to listen to this their album is called no solace for the soulless and it comes out january 20th of 2021 so big shouts to pipe dreamer for hooking us up with an early release copy of their album to listen to and review and hopefully uh, build a little hype around them. So from their little press kit release thing, 
uh, that was emailed to all of us. Uh, Pipe Dreamer says, we are a doom slash post metal band from the Tampa Bay area of Florida. We have been a band for five years or for three years, and we are about to release our completely self-funded debut album, No Solace for the Solace on January 20th of 2021. Got in touch with these guys uh, through our review of Yashira because uh, this band has actually done some shows with Yashira. Uh, that's pretty sick that they were able to share the stage with those boys. They've basically released a couple of singles on uh, Spotify and probably Apple Music and that stuff. Uh, one being Struggle and Strain and another being uh, Now and Never. And basically they closed it out with saying, we appreciate you taking the time to read our message and hope it has found you happy and healthy, which I think we can all say that we are. So, Pipe Dreamer, No Solace for the Soulless. It is a, I believe, seven-song album. Uh, and it's, like they said, it's very post-metal, kind of sludgy at times, kind of doomy at times. I have a very, I think we all kind of do have pretty strong opinions about that genre in particular. Um, and I think it's one of the more difficult genres in the metal scene to really pull off well considering that it's so driven by repetition and minimalism but still being heavy and and sludgy and and just driving and i've listened to so many fucking bands that try to do this and just it just sucks like it's just such a it, it's such a hard genre you either you either just suck at it or you sound like a fucking bong ripper or electric wizard or like re weed eater kind of ripoff I don't think while this album is perfect by any stretch, um, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. And I think that these guys, considering their tenure being a, th a band for three years, I'm sure they've been playing music for significantly longer than that. But being a, a band for that period of time and kind of finding their niche and finding their, their voice and all that, I think that this was a good release overall. Some really high points for me were just the moments where they really kind of drove the, the heaviness home. Um, I liked this, I liked the harsh singing on the, or the harsh screaming on this a lot. Um, the guitar tones when it was heavy sounded really good. I thought that the, the heavy moments really kind of did hit the way they should. I liked a lot of like the riffs that I heard and kind of the, the repetition, the moments of repetition, they really did work the way that it's supposed to in a band like this. Kind of puts you in that that droney, groovy headspace where you kind of can just shut off and just go with it, and it, it, you feel it and everything like that. I thought that was really nice because I feel like in this genre, that's kind of the part that's hard because you're. It's so easy for that to be boring, and I didn't find myself bored while listening to this. I think the the points that really were against pipe dreamer on this release came in the moments of like clean singing uh i i really just could not get behind the vocals on that part whether it was just the the delivery or the way that it kind of clashed with the rest of the music i almost was wishing that the clean singing was just not there that was my biggest like point of contention with this with this record but the the screaming sounded nice i thought that the moments that were heavy sounded nice um and there was still some good dynamic on this i didn't well i don't know if i, I mean i'm sure you guys have opinions on this too um the no not oh, okay sick even better um the parts that were slower and a little bit more 
like moments for breath and stuff, I felt like they could have been fleshed out better, but they served their purpose and they made the heavier parts definitely hit harder. Uh, so I thought that they still did what they were supposed to do. Uh, whether they could have been done better is a different story, but on the on paper, this does what it needs to do, and I think that it it does that pretty well. Um, but I am interested, since you guys also listened to this one, what you were thinking. With a lot of, like, Doom music, I've always kind of looked at Doom as a weird sport. So, like, let's say, for instance, like, tennis or soccer or golf or something like that along those lines. I think that those are fun to play, but I think that they're definitely something that's hard for any kind of spectator to kind of, you know, get down to. And I, I, that's always how I've looked at Doom. It's an interesting comparison. <laughs> hey, that's that's my comparison. Now. <laughs> um, I, like, it's, it's always hard to, like, basically get into this genre, especially with, like Matt said, you know, there's a, tons of bands that try to sound like Electric Wizard. And there's a lot of, like, just droniness and everything like that. And I think the best part about us listening to this is that we're all musicians and we all, like, play music. So we kind of have an understanding of what's kind of going on. And though a lot of this album wasn't boring and, like, you know, didn't lose my interest at all, um, I did go through this whole entire album and sit down with my guitar and just kind of play around like along with like certain riffs or just kind of do like um you know just kind of get more into the mood of the album just so that i can kind of give it an honest review and um i think that that kind of gave me a lot more of a perspective of a band that could be a lot like really fun to see live and i think that a lot of this album translates to being good live at, at the end of the day, even with this review, um, I honestly would see this band live, um, and it'd be a good time. So I uh, just want to kind of throw that out there. Um, songs that I really liked a lot, um, Free From Fear of Failure, um, which I just nailed that title because it was a tongue twister earlier. Well done. <laughs> Proud of you. And then uh, Struggle to Strain. Um, I think those were the two songs that really kind of stuck out for me. Um, especially in the four-minute mark of Struggle or Strain. Um, there's uh, really some some really good guitar work uh, on that one that stands out pretty well. Um, and then, like Matt said, there's a lot of uh, doomy sludginess in this album that just kind of shines really well. What did you think, Jay? I actually I agree with both of you guys on quite a few points you made. So first one being... Uh, Bijan, you brought up that like you thought that this this would be something that sounds really good live. That, that was one of the first things that crossed my mind was that the production on this, I think this was all self-produced by these guys. The production isn't super sharp, and I feel like this band could really benefit from like a polished sounding like production because there were moments where like the guitars didn't, they either didn't hit like in a convincing way, uh, whether it was like I thought the, the distortion guitars were really good, but we talked a little bit about this pre-show that like the delay guitars and like some of the clean parts, they just don't have like the same presence um, that uh, I feel like a post-metal or even like a doom band or whatever should have. But I can totally see how this translates into a really heavy live show because like they, they write some really cool and really heavy riffs. 
as far as the clean singing bit goes yeah like it, it's it's hard for me to like kind of sit and judge like what exactly their artistic vision was for that but like a lot of it's just sort of out of tune and it would have been nice to see them spend a little bit more time on getting like really solid takes again assuming that that's what they were going for because there's actually some moments where like the sloppiness of it sort of works to their favor in like the first track straight um sorry what was it Str- struggle and strain yeah. where the chorus is sort of sung out of tune and like it actually it it, it makes sense it makes sense to the, even like the t- the song title struggle and strain like it's it's like going through like a struggle like the struggle bus so <laughs> Um, the instrumentation too, at certain parts, like the takes aren't the cleanest and like they're like the sounded a, a lot of times more like a demo than it did like a final album to me. Um, and that was a little disappointing if only because I think there are some really solid ideas on here and the combination of, of post metal doom post rock. And even like, there's some faster moments that are like almost like hardcore influence and stuff. And like kind of the, what was this? this the penultimate track, right? Go uh, with go grace. With, was it go with grace yeah. that has that kind of like that DB oh, moment. That was pretty sick. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of ideas on here that, uh, I can see this band kind of making their sound. And, and this was the other point, I guess that I, I wanted to kind of come back to was your point, Matt, that it is hard to, to really find your voice in this genre. Um, because there are, it's a lot of it's been done to death. There's almost, there's kind of like a, a gatekeeper attitude about like doom bands too, which is annoying, but like, there's not a lot of tolerance for experimentation sometimes, which is kind of silly because I feel like the, the whole genre was founded on experimentation and like bands like sun who yeah. have done like, you know, everything in the world and like, you know, but like, um, it's cool to hear them sort of taking their influences and spinning them in new ways. And, um, yeah, overall, like I, I just really wanted to hear a little bit more of a polished sound and a little bit tighter sounding takes on like guitars and vocals. And, and I would agree with all your other points about the heaviness, the, the harsh vocals were really solid and the songs I think are, well um well enough constructed like they're some of them have moments that could they could do without or or go on a little too long or something but overall i think they have a really good sense of pace uh throughout the record the 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 way you described like the clean vocals being kind of out of tune and stuff and at times that kind of working but uh, obviously other times it doesn't um my brother made a point saying wondering what an influence from a band like alcest would do to those clean moments and um Granted, maybe can't sing like the guy from Alcest, but that kind of in- influence is cool, and that could definitely bring an element that would be a little bit more apt to the sound, especially for the clean parts. But the thing that kind of rang in my head instantly while you were talking about that was thinking of songs off of uh, the most recent album by Cult Leader, and how his clean singing doesn't necessarily sound good you know what i mean like it's a little out of tune at times it's very like droney and i actually think that now that you've like now that i've thought of that in my head um songs like uh two ockley's and all that like the way he sings on those songs would really really fit well on these pipe dreamer tracks i think um because they kind of do actually alcest is a pretty good comparison though because it's kind of in the same register Mm -hmm. as like what um, the clean singing is on here. Yeah. Whereas, um, 
for cult leader, I feel like uh, Anthony's vocal. <laughs> He's got a really deep voice. Yeah, <laughs> Anthony's singing on that is uh, is scary. I think the Alcest comparison, or even just um, it's still good, and it's just those clean moments. I think that, like you said, just could have been polished better, um, and they probably would have worked because it wasn't always that it was and i feel like offensive is the wrong word here because it wasn't offensive but it just kind of took away from the successes of the songs where the clean singing didn't really fit the way it should have this the clean singing became a focal point because of that for me and it kind of drove away it was from, a little distracting right mm-hmm. yeah that's what it was it was very like so at points it was just distracting from what was actually going on well um, especially on songs like Now or Never, and actually I think on Struggle and Strain also, which it didn't really affect it as badly in Struggle and Strain, but when the singing is also going on at the same time as the screaming, because I think the screaming is so well done, and I think that that part really works for this band, but when you're layering that singing over it, it does become distracting and kind of takes away from the the hit of the, the harsh vocals. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of give my quick breakdown review score of this and we can continue diving into this if we want to. I'm sure, I don't know, Bijan, if you had more you really wanted to say. Um, the only other thing that I would say about the, the record, every time that this band um, has like a downside, they do find a way to kind of bring it home. So that is definitely something that I think that they have in their pocket towards their next release or... EP or whatever they're going to do. And I think like a, a song like Brothers 1 and 2 is a good example of that. Hearing that song the first time, uh, Brothers 1, I was very... That was one of the songs I was just like kind of uninterested in and had a hard time like kind of sitting through. Um, and then hearing Brothers 2 and how that transitions right into it, um, it kind of made me go, let me go back and listen to 1 and 2 together just to kind of get the whole concept of everything and that's kind of what this band does have working in their favor um is just that that capability to bring you in even when you're maybe not necessarily all in on them um if there's a song that you feel like the delays don't sound great or the the cleans aren't piquing your interest uh there's definitely going to be a riff in that song um so there's bright spots on each song to me um, and that's uh, the last thing I'm going to add on that. Uh, yeah, so I guess we'll just go around table on this, final thoughts, etc. I liked this. I, I really, I didn't have high expectations, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, usually stuff like this, when it's a band I've never heard of, if it's not the OGs of Doom and Sludge, like, I kind of just go into it thinking it's not going to be good. And I was I was very pleasantly surprised by this, uh, by this release from Pipe Dreamer. Um, Again, thanks to them for hooking us up with the early release. Um, it was it was a good listen. I think I've listened to this one probably like four or five times uh, this week, uh, just whether I was fully paying attention or just kind of letting it do its thing in the background. For me, the high points on this were Struggle and Strain, Brothers 2, and Free from Fear of Failure. I did really enjoy those cuts. Um, but it, like Bijan said, I think a few things that really work in this band's favor. I think they're really, I think the biggest thing is they're really good at writing songs. Their ideas and their ability to show restraint when it's needed and kind of go all in when it's needed. They just kind of have a really good intuition 
um, as a band. And maybe that's just the chemistry between these guys or just maybe their background in music. I'm not sure. As a whole, I think they're really good songwriters. So um, I think just this is going to be a good, I think this will be a good release for them. And whenever COVID is over, I think it would be cool if you guys could uh, come to Chicago and I'll drive from Indy to Chicago and maybe we could all uh, come see you live because it would, I do believe that this would be a sick fucking live show. Especially if Yashira's playing. Oh yeah, if we can get, yeah. We get like Yashira and Cryptodira and these guys, the Music Hole podcast tour, let's fucking go. That's where the Patreon dollars would go. Yeah, if you guys give us money, we'll make a fucking, we'll set up a, pay, uh, a fucking podcast tour. None of us have any tour planning <laughs> None. expertise whatsoever. We'll figure it out. That'll be fine. It'll be fine. So I know, I know when we first started, I, I, I gave this a lower score, but now sitting on just talking about it with you guys a little bit more, I think that that added a few more points to my score for this one. Initially, I kind of thought this was just right down the middle. There were moments that were good. There were moments that were not so good. And it, for me, it was just kind of right down the middle for the genre. But kind of diving deeper with you guys and getting to express my feelings to this album a little bit more vocally. Um, I'm going to give this one a 6.5 out of 10. I think it's good. I think there's a lot of polishing that needs to be done. Um, again, I don't know what their artistic vision was for this. Like Jay said, maybe the, the, the dirtiness and the kind of like not low fi cause it does have some good production to it overall. But um, I think this sound being really produced and cleaned up and, and, maybe getting some more body to some of those guitar tones and everything. I think that would really benefit them in future releases, but being completely self-funded during a pandemic, this sounds great. And that's kind of my final thoughts. Like just given the nature of everything being a band that's new and up and coming, this is a great, this is a great release. And when it comes out on the 20th, um, I would recommend it to anybody that likes post metal doom sludge, so yeah, six out six point five out of ten. Uh, good job, Pipe Dreamer. Yeah, uh, I think I'd agree with you guys right now. In that, right now their strengths lie heavily in their um, ability to craft some really big sounds, big heavy sounds. Uh, the doom parts, the the sludgy like post metal parts, are the strong strong points on this record. I apologize, my cat is meowing right now. Um, Shut up, cat. The drawbacks are still, like I said, you know, I think just in, in the production and maybe taking a little more time to like really clean up and make it sound like a, uh, like a final release. Like I said, they, they have some cool ideas. They have uh, some innate songwriting abilities that will take them definitely further. But uh, once, they, once they start to clean up some of those kind of rough edges, I think that we'll see what this band's really all about. The cleaner and like softer parts are really where they need to spend the most time, like either figuring out melodies or like there were times where I just sort of felt like it, there were some rushed melodies or, or saw, uh, chord progressions. Um, but then other moments it was really, really good. And it was, it was just inconsistent. And even with that, I would say that like every song has moments I like and moments I dislike. As I was trying to break down like, what's my favorite song? I, I, I kind of found that like every song had a moment that I wasn't like crazy about. On the flip side of that, like there were moments throughout all the tracks that I found really cool. So yeah, with that, I would say I give this a five and a half out of 10, but I'm interested in this band and I think that they can, um, put out a really strong release the one actually there was one other thing i wanted to mention the uh the very last track at the very end there's a uh there's this kind of moment where it fades out into like this wacky delay guitar um like noise part and 
I think that they could. I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. cool, and I was like, yeah. as I like heard it, I switched and like I switched. I remember tabbing out of my um, VLC player to see like <laughs> what song is that, and it was like I found out it was like literally the last thirty seconds of the album, and I was like, I sure wish they had done more like noisy stuff too, because that it was a cool moment. It was just like it, again, it just stands out against um, kind of the other things that they were doing. So. Uh, I think they have some cool ideas and I think they have a lot of dynamic range. Um, it's just not fully realized yet. So, um, yeah, five and a half out of 10 is what I would give this. So nice work pipe dreamer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once again, uh, pipe dreamer, thanks for letting us listen to this, uh, ahead of time. And, you know, I, I don't want to focus too much on the production, um, because we've kind of talked about that quite a bit. And I think, I wouldn't say anything different from anything that Matt and Jay say. Um, the only thing is, you know, stick with it. I think a good example of that is a band that we've reviewed on this show before, uh, Nothing. Um, Nothing just put out a release, and if you listen to a lot of Nothing's past releases, they sound like garbage. Um, so there's nowhere to go but up. So, yeah, I definitely am looking forward to future releases for this band. Even if they're, you know, going to be self-recording them as well. Um, You know, uh, hopefully the next time they kind of listen to us and add a little bit more with the delays or, you know, maybe there's no clean vocals or there's more clean vocals but worked in a different way or noises or whatever. Going to be excited about seeing them live whenever that happens. Uh, I gave this album a 6.5 out of 10. Gnarly. Um, so right before we go into the end of the show here, I want to go ahead and once again, thank pipe dreamer for hooking us up with that. Please. If you, if you are interested in that review from anything we've said, give them a listen when their album comes out. Once again, the album is called no solace for the soulless and it comes out on January 20th. Um, check them out on Facebook at, uh, facebook.com slash pipe dreamer metal. And then their Instagram is uh, Pipe Dreamer Metal as well. So you can check them out on those social media handles. Give them a follow. They're uh, there's some they're cool dudes, and uh, they make some good mu- they make some good music. So um, definitely excited to give this one a listen when it hits streaming platforms, and kind of just keep revisiting it and finding new things. I think this is one of those albums where you're going to keep finding some cool stuff the more you listen to it. So yeah, three albums up, three albums down as usual uh had some uh, better it it turned out better than i thought it was going to be this week i thought we were kind of going to just like shit on everything but it ended up not being so um so that's cool uh we listened to and talked about the album by darknet called i almost i dude i swear i've been calling him skynet the whole fucking time i've been thinking about that thing <laughs> if so you think like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, we reviewed uh, TSP Volume One or TSP One, right? Is it just one? Is that even even sure. close to right? Mixtape. Mixtape. How how dumb am I, dude? No, TSP Volume One. I'm right. Yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. We two Volume Ones on this. Yeah, show. yeah. Uh, we had TSP Volume One by Darknet. We had uh, Music for Winter Volume One by Another Sky, and we had No Solace for the Soulless by Pipe Dreamer. Um, so that's a show. Uh, it is a good one. It's a, uh, a quick one. It's the quick one. It's the quick tour. 
Um, as always, uh, check us out on Twitter at the Musical Pod, uh, on Instagram at the Musical Podcast, and our Patreon, which is www.patreon.com/slash/theMusicalPodcast. I'm so off my game today. I swear to God. Patreon.com slash the music hole. Sorry. <laughs> Bad host, right? Uh, we drop episodes every Monday, uh, unless barring any sort of production issues. Uh, we drop them on Monday on all streaming platforms, being Spotify, Apple Music, Pocket Casts. But of course, you can find everything on our Anchor account, which is Anchor FM slash the music hole podcast. And that's all I got. Shouts out to Pipe Dreamer for hooking us up with the early copy. Shouts out to White Claw, Goose Island, Liquid Death for unwillingly and unknowingly supporting the podcast. And shouts out to my boys, right? Yeah, that's us. Hey, Bijan, that's us. That's you guys. Hey, maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hockey's back, so we're all happy. That has nothing and, to do with music. Uh, we hope that. Damn it! If it's not exciting. <laughs> I, well, it, it was making sense, man. Because I was gonna say we're all happy. So I hope <sighs> and we hope that you are all happy. We'll do a hockey music themed episode <clears throat> in celebration. Is, that, is it? Is it gonna be uh, us listening to Matt Duchesne's? <laughs> 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 oh, golly. I hope not. Yeah, so that's the show. Uh, if you're interested in checking us out live on Twitch, it's uh, twitch.tv slash Matthew Cassanda, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-O-C-A-N-D-A. Um, if you follow our socials, you'll know when we're going live on Twitch. And yeah, that's everything I have. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Love you. Love you. Love you. <laughs>